Welcome back to the Legionnaire Podcast. I'm your host, Will, and I'm joined by my co-host and my brother, Callahan. Hey guys, how you doing? It's another day in paradise. <laughs> I uh, I realized on the last podcast, Cal, the very first one, we sort of forgot to introduce ourselves. Did we? Did we forget to do that? I, yeah. I, you know, they can't really tell the difference between both of our voices, which sound very similar. I was going to say, we're brothers and we always get the, uh, you guys look so similar or you guys don't look similar at all. So well, they can't see us. So that's they true. Just hear but us. I, I feel like our voices are fairly similar as well, but I mean, our nerves are fairly high and there was a lot of adrenaline flowing, getting our first recording it was going. Just pounding. Like, <laughs> I felt like I could flip a car over recording a <laughs> podcast about Star Wars. <laughs> but so officially <clears throat> introduce, introducing ourselves. My name is Will. I am uh, one of the co-hosts of the Legionnaire podcast, and I'm joined with my brother, Callahan, as I mentioned earlier. Yep. Just trying our trying our hand in podcasting like everybody else during the time of the pandemic, although I think we're a little bit late to the show. I think everybody else started their podcast, and we, you and I just decided to start later. Yeah, we're a little, we're a little post-pandemic, but I mean, yeah. it's never a bad time to start, but so... Today is Friday, Cal. Second episode of the Bad Batch today. It's so nice that like the <clears throat> I love like the first week of a new show because they all Disney always does like one episode like early in the week and then the other episode on Friday. And you're like, oh, this is awesome. But now mm-hmm. that I realize we have to wait next Friday till the next episode. But this was nice. Yeah, I, it's nice because you're like, oh, I'm so excited to see the next thing. I kind of forgot that it came out today because I woke yeah. up and I was like, Oh shoot! There's an episode of Bad Batch I still need to watch today, just because the first episode. Oh my lord, it was 70 minutes, so it was, it was impossible so for me to forget. Yeah, I I was like, oh, 70 minutes. I need to wake up and set enough time aside to watch it. And I forgot mm. that there was one today, and it was just this typical 30 minute episode like Clone Wars. So, yeah, uh, my friend and I, he was who listened to the podcast. He was like, he was asking me, he was asking about the Bad Batch. He's like, yeah, the first episode was so long. I was like. He's like, how long is the one today? I'm like, oh, it's about 30 minutes. He's like, oh, that's short. I thought it was going to be like 15 minutes. I'm like, yeah, I think it's, they kind of did with the Bad Batch, with, did with the Clone Wars. How, you know, when the Clone Wars first came out, they had the long movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty bad. Like, it's probably yeah. worse. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. But it, yeah. like, regardless, like, it's like they put out like a longer piece, like to get people invested right away. Like, oh, this is actually really cool. Like the first episode of Mandalorian season two was like super long. Mm-hmm. And then like the other ones like shortened up, but like, it's like the first one is always going to be like a little bit longer. Like it felt like a mini movie. So like to get you invested. And then now it's like the short little episodes that we see. Which exactly. Getting into. Yeah. But so obviously today's, today's episode will not be as long as last week as Tuesdays, just because of how short the bad batch episode was, but we do have other things planned to talk about today that I think will be fun and interesting, but Let's start off with the Bad Batch second episode. What did we think? I liked it. I really liked it. It was it was enjoyable. It was like a slower. It was like a, kind of a slower pace. Like just like all right, we're here for the because like we we're getting like what fifteen weeks of this plus fifteen plus weeks of this. Yeah, I've been seeing reports that I think it's sixteen episodes for season one, and people are saying that season two is supposed to come summer twenty twenty two. But I also yeah. read something saying that Dave said he can't confirm if there's a season two. So that we should probably say who Dave is like Dave Filoni. Like you and I say Dave all the time. Like we're on a first name basis with this guy because like you and I are all just texting each other like, dude, Dave, Dave is so Dave. great. Dave, we love Will and I have are like, dude, Dave Filoni is like that dude is like the second coming of Christ to us. He is 
<laughs> he, he is he is just a man everything he touches turns to gold he's got the Midas touch <laughs> but so yeah Dave Filoni Dave Filoni had said that he can't confirm if there's a season two happening which sort of leads Means me to believe gonna happen. yeah it leads me to believe that there's going to be season two which again I would not have any complaints about because I love Clone Wars and this is Clone Wars part two so and I already yeah. love the group of the Bad Batch it's, because I didn't mm-hmm. really enjoy them in their first opening arc in the Clone Wars. Yeah, in season seven of Clone Wars. Yeah, they were all right. Like, mm-hmm. they could have been, like, it was fine. Like, it wasn't anything I was like, I didn't like, but it wasn't anything I was raving about. But, like, now you and I are raving about the show, so. Exactly. In their in their very first episode, it was already miles better than their clone, their arc in the Clone Wars, so. But so, today's episode, it was, uh, like you said, a lot slower paced. But there was something interesting that they did right off the bat. I predicted on Tuesday, oh, it's going to be Captain Rex or maybe Saw Grayer that comes back. I was dead wrong. We were dead wrong. I'm going to come out and say (laughs) I was dead wrong. Yeah, we were because they went back and they visited a character. What was it? Season three of the Clone Wars? Season two, season three of the Clone Wars? I think it was season two. Yeah, because... I, I I can't remember off the top of my head, but like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're pulling up to Seleucum. I'm like, I've heard of Seleucum. So like the planet they went to, because they said last episode, like, oh, some guy in sector J19. I'm like, oh, okay. That's kind of weird. And then they pull up to Seleucum. And for those who've watched the Clone Wars, then a Seleucum. What happened in that episode? So they, they were in a battle and they crashed on Seleucum. Something they're, they're, didn't they? <sighs> I don't remember because I've only seen that episode when it came out. I'm pretty sure because I might have seen it another time when I rewatched Clone Wars. But yeah, I'll, all I really remember from that is that Rex sort of got he, he got hurt got in, and they yeah, left he got him. hurt and he had to stay behind and they left him with uh, these villagers. The, the main person. Yeah. yeah. And his name was Cut. No, not the villager. And, well, we got to say who Cut is. He's it's a big well, deal. Yes. So he le- they left him with someone named Cut, and we find out that Cut looks exactly like a clone trooper, and we find out that he was a clone trooper. And he, he was, was a clone of, trooper, and he was a deserter, correct? Yeah, he said because like Rex was like, well, like when Rex comes to and he finds out who saved him, and he's like, "You're a clone trooper. Why aren't you fighting the army?" He's like. I don't know. What are they fighting for? And like, that's just the first we start to see like, cause like the clone troopers all like have their inhibitor chips and it's like, mm-hmm. they accept all commands like without question or like with little, little to no question. You find, we see one who must have an, a defective inhibitor chip because he didn't do order 66 cause he's on Seleucum by himself with his wife and his two kids, like just farming. Cause it's a simple life. Yep. He never got the order to do it. So how would he yeah. know? And so we, he's like the first like thing we see in like clone wars way back in season two. And like, there's like, well, what is it? What are they actually fighting for? Like when they start introducing like the morality of like the war that they're waging right now. Like, so are, are we really doing the right thing here? Like mm-hmm. cracking down on people who want to leave. Exactly. So. And he's very similar to to Gregor as well, who mm-hmm. was out in. Uh, I remember the episode was called Into the Void. I don't remember what the planet mm-hmm. was, but he was working at, at a diner and his inhibitor chip sort of malfunctioned after they did a mission because he was a, a clone commando. And oh, when the droids find him with the frog man, I don't remember what the frog man name, the frog yeah, I don't name, his name too. Yeah. But he's when they find him, they're like, you're a clone trooper. And again, like, same what? with cut. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but 
those two are similar. So I just thought it was cool seeing that. But we so we visit Salukuma and we get a very, very cheeky reference to a, a certain character. Yeah, so they roll in, they roll up to Kat's house, and they talk. It's kind of cool, like, the Bad Batch know who he is, so, like, they must have met him at some point. They were on Salukuma before, so, obviously, because they went to go back, and they're like, oh, yeah, hey, guys, what's up? And they're, like, they're talking to him about how, what's going on with the current Empire, how, and how like, with the Jedi, and, like, what happened to the the army, Grand Army of the Republic, and he's like, oh, yeah, Rex was here the other day, just talking about all these chips, and, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, Rex was here? Where was he going? He's like, oh, I don't know. He didn't tell. So that's because we are we know we're going to see Rex at some point because there's we saw stuff the trailer. in the trailers of them with Rex. So like, it's already cool. Like, oh, we're already on the t- we're on the, we're already on the trail of Rex. I and a majority of the footage that we've seen from the trailers has already showed up in the first episode. So mm-hmm. I and they always do this because with the Clone Wars trailer, they didn't show any footage for their last episode, the very last episode. So. I I mean Rex may join the bad batch which fair fairly soon. I would if I were to wager a guess, if I were a betting man, I'm not. I don't I'm I'm not a big betting man at all. I have a whole $200 in the stock market cuz I'm a cheap cheap man. Dogecoin <laughs> breaking almost breaking 70 cents. I don't see like cool. Good for Dogecoin. I don't really care. <laughs> I would have I think I would have made about $1500 because I had about 2000 shares of it when it was at four cents and it was at 69 cents yesterday <laughs> wow i got paper hands though yeah I, i'm i don't i'm not a, i'm not regardless back to what if you, if you couldn't tell will and i are not very well read on the stock market and how everything works <laughs> not at all not at all we're more well versed in star wars talk yeah I, yeah i could tell you yeah so what were we talking about uh rex Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I were a betting man, which I'm not, but I would say he shows up in the next three episodes Mm -hmm. and the next I'd say in the next three, I would I would be I would be surprised if we didn't see him yet. Yeah, I would as well. I it well, so it was weird because I just I just finished this episode and he had said, oh, Rex was here just yesterday. So, yeah, like he that's what cut had said to Hunter. So I assume I'm really hoping that Rex shows up in the next episode because I think that would be amazing. But I keep forgetting also that there's another character from the trailers that is also going to show up. Yeah. And Fennec, Fennec cool. Shand, Shand, Shand. That's Shand. what they call theirs. If for those who don't know who like Fennec Shand is from the Mandalorian, there's um, the sharpshooter lady who they have to go hunt down on Tatooine with that knockoff Han Solo kid. Um, Mando has to team up with him and then they meet the Tusken Raiders and they're doing sign language to get past. And then she's out there just ripping sniper bolts at all of them. And then she dies in big air quotes and then comes back with Boba Fett in season two. So that's just major spoilers. Okay. Season two has been out for a while. Sorry. We're we're, we're bad. (laughs) We're, we're, we're learning the, we're learning the ropes here. All right. We'll have to put something ahead of that, but so yeah, we still have those two characters left to see in the show, but I thought that was cool that we got the little ref- reference to Rex. Hopefully, we can mm-hmm. see him next week. But uh, one of the next things, of this... oh, what was that? I was just gonna say a lot of like I know in the show notes it's talking about Echo and Tech, but I think it, like the main thing of this episode is like just showing like Hunter and like the group develop as like fathers to like father figures to Omega. Because mm-hmm. she's like, she's never seen kids before. And so she shows up to Cut's farm and she's like, there are kids there and she's playing catch with them. And she's like, this is so fun. And like, 
then at one point she loses the ball over the fence and they're like, don't go beyond the fence. And of course, Omega's a kid and she doesn't know anything. Any, any kids, you tell a kid, don't go, go, don't go through the fence and don't go grab that ball over there. The kid's probably going to go do that because they're kids. She, exactly. goes, she goes in to grab it. And then you have the big Saluka cat, which is like from, which is from Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. That, yep. Yeah. Which fought Padme in the big air quotes again, fought Padme in that Geonosian champion or the yeah. Coliseum, the Geonosian Coliseum. Yeah, that weird. She, yeah, that yeah, weird that, arena where they were fighting. Yeah, like one of the weirdest setups I've ever seen. But yeah. <laughs> um, regardless, so she goes out there and like, obviously, like the cat doesn't kill her. That would have been kind of a that would have been, been a that been a would have been a really interesting sort story decision to kill off the mo- one of the most interesting characters in the show. Your second episode, but exactly. Uh, yeah, so she gets they. Long story short, they get rid of the cat and she's safe. And the country's like, what are you doing? Why are you yelling at her and cut the ex-deserter clone trooper? He's like, no, 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 she's a kid. And he like hugs her. He's like, it's going to be okay. Are you safe? And it's like, and Hunter's like, oh, okay, I guess I got to do that. So it's kind of cool to see them all develop and like Wrecker and all those guys like freaking out. They're like, where is she? Is she okay? And they're just like, they're all mm-hmm. learning how to be like mentors to her. Cause all they've done is just rolled around with each other and blown droids up their whole life. Exactly. It's it's a step back for them realizing sort of a, a more soft side to the war and learning how to be better father figures, as you said. But we start to see also more Imperial, the Imperial transition from the Republic. And it's yeah. always sad seeing it because you you start to realize how just, impressive it is. Yeah, how how much of an empire it actually is and how yeah. they just take control of everything and could care less. And yeah, it's sad because like, I, I don't know. It's, I loved the grand army of the Republic and what they were fighting for made sense, but now it's just the Republic became the empire and it's everything I hate now. Yeah. It's, it's kind of cool because like it's, it's interesting seeing that transition because like right now, like the stormtroopers are the clone troopers, but like, and it, I, f- I felt a lot of solo movie vibes, like from the Han Solo movie, like when they're like try- Han and Kira are trying to get through like the checkpoint to get on the ship to get off Corelli. And like you see like the checkpoints, they're like, oh, yeah, you can't come through here. Like you need a chain code. And they didn't have the chain code like in the in the solo movie. So they had to bribe mm-hmm. him with. Um, oh, coaxium. They had to, yeah, they have to yeah, bribe him coaxium. with refined coaxium. Mm-hmm. So it was cool because like in the show, they're like, oh, we need chain codes to get off planet and tech says he's like this is ingenious like you give everybody a number to track everybody in the galaxy so you have you have everybody accounted for everybody on record in the galaxy and echoes like well all the clones were numbers and all we wanted were names but now everybody has a name and they're giving them all numbers Mm -hmm. so it was really it was interesting to see that and i guess another like point because we i wrote this down was like it's really cool because like i was talking to one of my roommates who watched the show and he's like what's the big difference between tech and echo they seem like they do like the same stuff like what does echo do he's just got like the screwdriver arm but like i think they're really showing how like tech is like he can access all of this information but like echo is like their hard hacker like slicer guy like he's the one who's like digging into stuff and like like when he's like then when they have like computer terminals and like when they're for example their ship is locked down in the city that they're trying to get out of and like echoes out there trying to slice it out while tech is like doing big computer stuff like trying to locate where yeah data is for tech or echo to go find he's more accessing the data and seeing what there is out there to do and echo is more of the execution of that data Mm -hmm. so 
that's what's interesting. That's that was one of my main confusions and complaints at first when Echo joined the Bad Batch because I was like, oh, Echo is really similar to Tex, so it's weird that there's two members in the Bad Batch with very similar abilities. But then as it's gone on, we're only the second episode into this show, but as it's gone on, I've realized I'm starting to see more of the differences between Echo and Tech, which I'm mm-hmm. enjoying more of now because you get to see sort of how Tech is finding the data and manipulating it in a way, and Echo is sort of executing the data and slicing it, as you had mentioned earlier. But pretty simple. Which is kind episode. of interesting because they both like rep Well, it's they both kind of represent like I guess counterparts to each other because like Tech is very like this is what the technical readout says, da, 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 da. But Echo is kind of like the heart. He's kind of, he's part of the heart. He's like, well, what does this actually mean? Like, cause like he's been abused by the separatists. He was yeah. used like as a computer, like they're pulling stuff from his brain, making him recite battle plans so they could screw up the grand army in the Republic. So like he sits there and he's like, I've seen this before. Like this is, I, like, yeah. I don't want, I don't want any part of this. Th- this isn't freedom. Yeah. This is. Yeah. So you're confusing peace with terror. <laughs> oh what a great line i love that movie but uh it was a fairly simple episode nothing Mm -hmm. it it was a a lot slower than the first episode which i expected to happen but i enjoyed it i not to say i i wasn't bored during it i was just more relaxed and just sort of yeah just taking it in yeah you felt like you're on a slow ride it was good but same as the first episode omega one of the bigger takeaways just because we start to see her she wants to be with the bad batch and we see Mm -hmm. that hunter wanted to send her away during the episode but she she chose to go with the bad batch so it's nice seeing them sort of like realize that they're going to take care of this girl because she wants to be with them it's totally like mandalorian it's hunter and omega are totally like mando and grogu like Mm -hmm. mando at first he's like i gotta get rid of this guy he's like you should stay with them and then the grogu's like oh to stay with you but he's like making little baby yoda coos and omega's like i don't want to go with them i want to be with you guys he's like it's safer for you with them he's given like logical reasons but like hunter's totally like her father figure and she totally like she's like yeah and he's like I, he's not ready for this and he's like trying to grow into that role but he's like you should go with cut and his family they're like they'll they'll give you a good life like you'll be safer with them and she's like i don't want to be with them i want to be with you guys and he's like all right i'm like oh god this is gonna be another one of those things she's gonna have to split up from him and we're all gonna be sad and crying because it's gonna be really emotional after watching her grow with them so yeah I mean, there i i was kind of sad when he was trying to send her away with cut i was like yeah man, this is sad. i mean not to say i mean i always get emotional over stars but i wasn't getting emotional over it but i was just sad because I, I was like come like, on uh. man she really wants to be with you and i get why he was trying to send her away because what they're trying to do and where her abilities are at right now it, they don't line up. They're, gonna, they're yeah, fighting exactly. the Empire. Exactly. They're, she's they're on the run from the Empire. <laughs> yeah. Now, if she was a kid and a Jedi, completely different story, but she's not. Yeah. So, but it was a simple episode. Maybe, it, yeah. it was, it was pretty good. I, I would just say it was a pretty whelming episode. Nothing major happened. I was very whelmed. Nobody's. I was, yeah. Why can't people just be whelmed, bro? I was. Yeah, I was fairly whelmed. I mean, I. Like I said earlier, I completely forgot it came out because I woke up fairly late today. Unfortunately, I was up mega late last night playing playing some games. I was playing oh, uh, I was playing four player playing? chess. You're playing what? Four player chess. 
How do you play four player chess? <laughs> I don't know. There's the website chess.com. There's an ability to play with four people. So I was playing with some of my buddies last night. I really enjoy playing that just because we all bash on each other's intellectual abilities when someone screws up, even though I screw up all the time because I'm looking at three other players boards along with mine. So it makes it incredibly difficult, but before going over to the next topic, I just want to, there was a really funny moment. We had each person only made one move in the entire game and someone already won. There was oh only five moves God. played total and we already won. I don't know how it happened. It was hilarious. How does that even work? I don't know. <laughs> how it like works. everybody moves one pawn and all of a sudden somebody wins. <laughs> it happened. I I couldn't even recite how it happened because it all happened so quick. It was not me who lost in that first round. You won? Uh, yeah, Tanner and I won. Shout out to Connor. You don't know how to play your pieces. so. But Tell your boys what's up. I forget I, like our friends listen to this. <laughs> But yeah, that's why I woke up late today because I was playing four-player chess and I completely forgot about this episode, but it was a very whelming episode for today. It was good. But it was good. I, so, I give it a solid 7 out of 10. It's a good, I thought we good said, Okay, what good the heck, episode. man? I thought we said we weren't giving it ratings out of 10. Oh, well, what should we give it out of? Like, how many? Well, I, like, said, I said whelming. Okay, well, I was whelmed, and I think 7 out of 10 is whelmed, but like, I think we need to come up with our own rating system to distinguish yeah, well, us. We'll have to work on it. We'll have to tell people what outstanding is and what whelmed is and yeah. those things. We we got to get a little more clarification on yeah. that because we don't even know what that means yet. I'm just overwhelmed. Yeah, Everybody's we're whelmed. either overwhelmed or underwhelmed, but we are whelmed. We are whelmed. Um, but so when we recorded uh, on Tuesday, I had a couple more things that I wanted to talk about, but we were we were taking up a lot of time talking about Star Wars. So I thought it would be fun if we could talk about that today. So on Monday or Tuesday this week, Marvel released the titles for their phase four films. And uh, we already knew names for a majority of them, but they released the names Mm -hmm. for a couple of them, which I thought it would be interesting if we got to talk about them. So and they gave sneak peeks into some of them, right? Yeah, they gave a sneak peek for the Eternals, which they've been talking about that that movie was supposed to come out last year and then COVID happened and now it's coming out this year. Am I the only one who's just like, I don't know anything about the Eternals. I mean, okay, let's, we should probably preface this. You have a lot more comic book knowledge than I do. I am very surface level. I'm an MCU fan. I know a little bit about the comics just because like I do research because like, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So I'll read about it. And then I'm like, okay, cool. But like you have read comics. Yeah. I don't know how much you've read. I mean, I know I've read read a a fair amount of comics. I have a large I own a large portion of comics that have come out after like 2013 and I'm familiar with stuff that came up before them, but I'm more familiar with um, the Marvel now stuff. And uh, I'm trying to think, I don't remember what the storyline was exactly, but like when the Avengers first started forming their Illuminati and the comics, that's what I'm familiar with post that. But okay. yeah, they released footage for the Eternals. Um, but I, I don't know a whole lot about care. that either. And I, yeah, I, there's a lot I of these really phase care. four Marvel movies that I just phase four TV shows and movies in general that I don't care about the Eternals. The only, I care more about I'm, the TV shows. Same. I care I, like the Loki show will be, well, wait, is Loki, is this, are we in phase four? I don't know what phase. Yeah, four. we are in phase <laughs> four. Okay. So Loki is coming out in a month. June. 
Yeah, it comes out. It comes yeah, out on yeah, Wednesdays yeah. now. So, yeah, because we're gonna have Clone Wars on Fridays. Loki. On, oh my god, we're gonna have so much stuff to talk about. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's coming out on on Wednesdays instead of yeah. both Fridays. But I think oh my god, we gotta figure so out to yeah other things. But I the only reason I'm well, you said you're excited for Loki. I'm the Disney Plus on really. Show, I'm, well, I'm excited for Loki, but the one I'm most excited for this year is uh, Hawkeye. I love Hawkeye. Really? Okay. I mean, listen, I like. I think they did a really good job with Hawkeye and like Avengers Two. Like, I'll be like Avengers Two is probably the lamest Avengers movie, but I really like what they did with Hawkeye. But like, dude, Loki's a time heist. He's going in time, making sure like, because what's it like the time correction, like the timeline correction agency? So they're like, you sever the timeline. You have to do whatever, whatever. I think that looks so cool. Like Hawkeye, cool. Like yeah, he's with his daughter. They're gonna shoot some arrows, have a good grand old merry time. But like, whatever. I do time heist count me in Hawkeye is undefeated in every Avengers movie. Just remember that. Yeah. Well, cool. But yeah, don't sleep on Hawkeye. I'm not sleep. I like Hawkeye. Don't get me wrong. He's a cool dude. He's he's really stand. I will not stand for this Hawkeye slander. I'm not slandering Hawkeye. I'm just saying I'm more excited for Loki. (laughs) I don't know. That's all I'm hearing from you right now. All right. That's enough of that. Um, so well, I just wanted to get this out quick uh, with the Eternals. The only reason I'm excited for the Eternals is because uh, Richard Madden is in it, along with Kit oh, Harrington. He's and beautiful man. The, yeah, the, both very handsome, beautiful men. Beautiful man. And Richard Madden, I loved him in Game of Thrones. Oh, so Rob I'm, Stark. Rob Stark. We're not saying any spoilers for that. but Oh, bro. Game of Thrones ended like two years ago, and everybody knows it was garbage in it by the end well i'm finishing up with caleb we have the we're on the finale for the series so oh that poor kid yeah he's not the biggest fan of season eight along with me jamie lannister i don't think character assassination. season eight no Nobody. i don't think a lot john snow are. said that entire all the i swear to god the one line john snow said the entire season eight was she is my queen but she is my queen. He, like i swear to god john still had no other lines than she is my queen it's like okay john we understand you were you were loyal to daenerys we need like you need to have something de- different to say than she is my queen oh my whatever we're not yeah we'll talk, about Game of Thrones now we're gonna talk about back to marvel so the titles that they released uh the two that really stood out to me the first one captain marvel 2 is now called the marvels which i wasn't the biggest fan of the first captain marvel movie not and I, it's I don't know. It's I just not the for first like. Game. It's okay, but I I want to say this because like I don't because we're two dudes saying oh, I don't like the female. So no. it's not because it's a female. It's because like dude, Captain Marvel, she kicks ass. She's like powerful and super cool. And you and I will say Ahsoka Tano is one of our favorite Jedi, and Ray mm-hmm. um, Ray is one of our favorite Jedi. But like, I love Ray. I love Ahsoka. Oh, dude, yeah. But like, dude, Cap, it was so lame. That movie was so lame. I there were things that they did in Captain Marvel that I just didn't like. And one of the first things that I didn't like was how incredibly powerful she was. Where it just, I wasn't interested because when a character becomes incredibly strong and powerful, and they seem invulnerable to almost anything i i start to lose interest because i i picture the fights that they get in with their villains and other characters and i think to myself can this character win and if it's someone like captain marvel yeah. and i think that i lose interest in it because like thanos lose... was a perfect because like that's what we were, we we're comparing her to exactly and oh, end game when thanos pulled out the power stone and punched her i that was, I was gnarly 
that was that was pretty gnarly. But the first Captain Marvel wasn't my favorite, and there were things that they did in the movie, like when they killed Captain Marvel, not Marvel. Marvel is a different character. Jude Law. Well, he wasn't Marvel. Jude. He was. Marvel was the, I don't even remember. She was the older woman who was the Air Force pilot who was the. Oh, she that's used to be right. Yeah, I've I watched this yeah. movie once and I was, I was I didn't say, watch it ever again. So I've only seen it once too. I'm just going all off of memory here, but I yeah. I wasn't a fan <laughs> of how they killed Captain Marvel because we watched Avengers Earth's Mighty Heroes when we were kids, the cartoon, and Marvel <gasps> yeah. was a that was a really big character. It was a good show, and Marvel was a big character in that. So I was excited to see him they switched him to her which again neither here nor there i could care less but they killed her and i just wasn't a big fan of it because i wanted to see more with the character of marvel but so captain marvel 2 is Mm -hmm. the marvels and i mean it it may be really good but i didn't like the first one but i the marvels just because they're releasing the miss marvel show later this year on disney plus there there was a leaked can you picture. give a quick rundown of who miss marvel is because i don't really know who miss marvel is and i'm fairly certain people like dad has no clue who, who miss marvel is <laughs> i so yeah i'm not super familiar with ms marvel uh, actually i know ms marvel not miss marvel okay sorry my bad yeah I, I think it's ms marvel but i i the only thing i'm really familiar with her is that with her abilities she can make her fists really big and i think she can she's sort of like mr fantastic in a way she can elongate herself i believe and she can make her fists super big and that's that's just the general gist of what i know and i know that her name is kamala or kamala i don't know which way to pronounce it but it's one of the other let's not let's not okay (laughs) it's it's one of those two i she was in the avengers game and i I don't remember how they pronounced her name, but it was one of those two. But so Ms. Marvel, her Disney Plus show comes out this year, but she was confirmed to be in Captain Marvel 2. And then post WandaVision, WandaVision spoilers, if you haven't seen it, go watch it, then come back and listen to this. But in three, Monica Rambeau, two, one. <laughs> three, two, one. Monica Rambeau three, two, got one. her superpowers in WandaVision. And I believe she was also confirmed to be cast in Captain Marvel 2 as well. And I don't remember what it her makes official sense. Yeah, I don't remember what her official superhero name was in the comics. So Monica Rambo. We I I want to give a quick because I know you and I know this, but like Monica Rambo is um the sword agent in WandaVision who <clears throat> she like she's the one who's like, Wanda, you're be under you got to stop doing this blah 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 and then she gets like those cool powers and that was the little girl in captain marvel who saw um what's her name is it carol ferris or is that like danvers danvers ferris is from green lantern right yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. carol danvers so yeah so she's the little girl so she knows like she's looked up to her whole life so it makes sense that she's in captain or the marvels yeah but I'm not overly excited for Captain Marvel 2. Again, I'll go see it because I'm the biggest shill for Marvel, Star Wars, DC content. So I'll go see it anyways. I'm, but I mean, I'll a, go into it with a, an open mind. I hope mm-hmm. I like it. But I mean, the name, the Marvels, I think that's kind of cool. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So. But the next title, uh, Black Panther 2 is now called Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And 
Me personally, I think Wakanda Forever is sort of a lame title name to go with, but I don't I don't necessarily know the reasoning behind the title. But when Black Panther first came out, the Wakanda Forever thing was a huge it was a huge thing that was going around. Yeah, we were shouting it. Yeah, it was going on around everywhere. And people would always see Chadwick Boseman, who played the Black Panther, and they would always do the Wakanda Forever with him. And he was a big fan of it when it when the movie had recently come out, when the Black Panther movie recently came out. But as time went on, people kept doing it. And visually in pictures, you can see him and other people just start to look more tired and bored of doing it because it was overplayed and people just kept saying Wakanda forever, Wakanda forever. And we well, also had cancer at the time. So, well, yeah, so this, that that's what I was going to say as well. Yeah. I didn't know if it had to do with his, with his cancer or if it was just him being tired of doing it, but I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of the title Wakanda forever, but that's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what you think um, about it. I liked, I think it's a cool, like, I think it's a cool tribute to chadwick honestly i think at some point like dude like after a while you gotta think mark hamill's probably i thought mark hamill's an outlier he's like a perfect ambassador for star wars like harrison ford perfect example he's like i don't care about star wars i just want to get paid so like <laughs> chadwick probably is a fatigued of it but i think he's a good ambassador for it i think it's a cool tribute to him um and like now like i don't obviously t'challa is i don't know how they're gonna handle it i'm assuming he they'll they'll probably do a cool tribute for him yeah i think ryan um, coogler has said that i think he said that they're not going to kill him off off screen but they're also not going to write him off either i think they're going to do they're going to do something that fits t'challa but also yeah. passes down the mantle of black panther yeah so i think it's going to be cool because like obviously like because like the world was introduced to wakanda in civil war or uh i guess Avengers Civil War. It was yeah. mainly when they took stages, Civil War, because you see T'Chaka and T'Challa. Mm-hmm. So, and like T'Challa was like the figurehead of Wakanda for everybody because he was the Black Panther. So, like, T'Challa's not going to be around anymore. So, like, Shuri, who is his little sister, is going to have to take up the mantle and like rally all the Wakandans and be like, okay, this is still Wakanda forever, even though. Her bro- so like that's gonna be cool to see her character develop because like those those are some big shoes to fill because Chadwick Boseman is that dude has done everything because he's was he played Jackie <laughs> Robinson he played well yeah he was still doing movies even while he was in the middle of his Marvel contract so even while Civil War Infinity War Endgame Black Panther had come out he was still doing movies like he did I know he did Twenty One Bridges I think was one of them and then I don't know which mm-hmm. he got nominated for an Oscar this just this previous year for his performance uh-huh. in one of the movies. I don't remember what the movie was though, but I, so that's another thing that I like to think about because he, he rose the black Panther character into, into the spotlight oh. because of how good he was yeah. in all of the Marvel movies. But I feel like and as time went on, he's such a good actor. I feel like he wanted to be known than more as just the black Panther because of how many movies he was still doing yeah, that's while, fair. while, in the middle of his Marvel contract, because I know I can't really use Robert Downey Jr. Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth because they were doing a significant amount of more movies than Chadwick Boseman was, but people like Paul Rudd or Paul Bettany or Elizabeth Olsen, who didn't have as big of a contract at the time when the movies were coming out, they weren't doing, they weren't doing as many other projects. So I just feel like Chadwick was trying to 
rise, elevate himself sort of out of being only known as the Black Panther, which isn't to look down at Marvel and say, oh, they're not good enough. You can't elevate That's, your career yeah. from that. But he, I, he I mean, rose the Black Daniel Panther Radcliffe. character. Well, yeah, that's true. But he rose the Black Panther character. Because like Daniel Radcliffe wanted to be learned. Yeah, he did. He was kind of the. Yeah, and it's similar to like how Daniel Radcliffe didn't wanted to be known as more than Harry Potter once he was done. Because like that's all he had played his whole life. But um, Chadwick Boseman played so many different characters, but like his he had breakthrough performances, but like the thing that really elevated him to super superstardom was the black Panther character, but he was, he had a lot of other films. So that makes sense. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Wakanda forever. I also wasn't the biggest fan of the first black Panther movie. I was, I was really excited to see it. I, I went and saw it on, I think I saw it on the Thursday because movies usually come out on Fridays, but if you pre-order your they tickets, have the Thursday early release. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you can see them on Thursday. I went and saw it on Thursday, but as the movie went on and on, I just kind of felt bored during it. And again, this is similar with Captain Marvel. She was incredibly invulnerable with black Panther, with his suit that he had, mm-hmm. he was very invulnerable. And I just, I got bored during the movie. And then when he spoilers again, if you haven't seen the movie, but when he sort of died in the, the fight with, Killmonger in the middle of the movie for the mantle of Black Panther. Yeah. I I saw it and I was like, okay, well he's not dead because you just can't kill him in the middle of the movie. Yeah, but I I was just bored and this is just a funny side note that I remember. That was the very first movie that I went to go to the bathroom while the movie was still playing because I just I wasn't really enjoying it that much. Now that's not to say that I am not excited for the second one. It's not a good movie. No, I can definitely see how it's a good movie. Me personally, though, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I can see how other people are big fans, though, of the Black Panther. I personally... Well, I, yeah, it's... Black Panther... No, no, no my favorite no, performance. Keep on, keep on. My favorite performance of Black Panther was in Civil War. So, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. So but that's good. not to say he was bad in his movie either, but I liked his character more in Civil War. I liked his arc and his progression in civil war about vengeance and coming to grips with his father's death. Now that's not to say that the message in black Panther was bad either, but I just personally enjoyed T'Challa more in civil war. No, I just think, yeah, I, I, the two, I thought the story, it was, the story is fine. I didn't, but like, I think what it did societally was so good. Cause like, let's be honest, every superhero movie up until like black Panther was like, white male led um mm-hmm. and so it was really good because like the other people are just white dudes out there and i think having a black led superhero movie is awesome because it's like everybody isn't just like like stan lee said it he's like we're not all it's like we are all one people it's like exactly and like so it's really good to have like so there's representation for people other than just the white folk it's like there are other <laughs> other superheroes out there we can do besides just run away and it's like okay guys this is getting a little old well, so that's another thing that I'm excited for is because uh, Shuri, a woman, is a w- black a f- woman, yeah, black woman. So I, the movie, I shout out, Let's the go. only person I feel like that can get the Black Panther mantle is Shuri. So yeah, I'm excited for that. But mm-hmm. speaking of other African Americans in, let's go in lead Dude. roles. Oh, the show just God. got done, 
And there's a oh, movie dude. that just got announced. I'll let you talk dude, about this. Falcon and Winners. Oh my god. I I mean, we both were we love I, Falcon Winter Soldier. We we'll talk about that at a different time. That's a that's an entire show devoted to that topic itself. But with they will at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, it is now Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Sam mm-hmm. Wilson, the Falcon, is now Captain America. That was so cool. I when he had that Captain America suit, because they were sort of trying to keep it hidden. And then when he first threw the shield and broke through that glass in the beginning of the last episode, he looked like I an was, angel. I was freaking out. I was so happy to see him in that suit. And it was the way that they did it and built up to him coming to grips with being Captain America and understanding yes. how much it means to the world and how much it means to African-Americans. Yes. It was done perfectly. I loved yes. it. I, yeah, I am. And Sam Wilson is the perfect, because like it's, it, he says it in Captain America, the Winter Soldier movie. Um, He's like, he likes Steve Rogers, obviously like perfect, the perfect person for Captain, he was Captain America. And he's like, mm-hmm. and Sam Wilson says, hey, don't man, man, don't look at me. I do what he does just slower. So even like they were setting it up, even at that point, it's like at some point, Sam Wilson is going to be Captain America because he had, he is the right head on his shoulders. And he's like, yeah, he empathizes with, um oh the 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 flag smasher one world one yeah. people chick but yeah i don't know he is oh, i love i i i love sam wilson i love anthony mackie he i'm so excited for this captain america 4 movie i am too i i've seen people comment on social media saying oh it should have been the winter soldier become becoming captain america and every That's time i see arc. that well, yeah. I'm, I look at that. I'm like, you clearly did not watch the show then because the role of Captain America was given to Sam Wilson by Steve Rogers. Steve did not exactly. choose Bucky. Like Steve knew where Bucky was at in his life and he knew where Sam was at and he knew where the world was at as a whole. So he gave it to Sam Wilson, knowing what it meant for him to become Captain America. Bucky's arc was not. And the world needs a black Captain, Captain America. America. It does. Bucky's arc was becoming. Yeah was coming to grips with being the winter soldier and forgiving himself and others for what he had done. Sam's arc was learning to become yeah. Captain America in a incredibly racist society that wouldn't accept a black man as Captain America. Like that's, that yeah, was like dude, some oh of my the God. main points of the show. So I, I just get so frustrated seeing people say, Oh, it should have been the winter I, I soldier. Hate that. Yeah. It's so frustrating. Or when like, why are you going to bring race into it? It's like, dude, shut up. It's like, this was set up from the, like, why are you going to, why, why, why are you going to bring race? Yeah. So what he's black. It's like, dude, this was set up from the beginning. Shut up. Like that's just when, ex- like that's when some of the TV shows are at their best when they're current with like the problems that are going on in society. Exactly. Another show that did that, that did it perfectly. My favorite single season of a TV show. Watchmen. Watchmen. Oh. Watchmen season one. The only season for that show was perfect everything that they did yeah you can be oh it was woke but it was amazing on how they did it because it was woke but then the story also didn't have that hold it back it kept progressing forward which made it amazing it wasn't like woke just to like yeah it wasn't like in your face like hey 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 this is where we're trying to push it's like it wasn't like a studio being like hey cool we're like we're really trying to push us it like it fit like everything it did just made sense oh perfect 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 season of television never exactly but so that's exactly what captain uh 
the Falcon and the Winter Soldier did, but Captain America. We're, and we're calling him now. Captain America from now on. We're, when we yeah. say Captain America, we are referencing Sam Wilson, and if we're talking about Steve Rogers, we will say Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. Captain America is Sam Wilson. Well, exactly. Yeah. So he's Captain America, but Captain America Four. We still don't have the title yet. I'm not surprised that they announced the movie because of how well received the show was. But so good. I I don't really know exactly where they're going to go with Captain America for. I feel like they're have to going to go in the direction with Sharon Carter just because mm-hmm. she she seems all angry at the United States because she was an enemy of the state after Civil War and all the other heroes were kind of just welcomed back into the fold post Civil War like Steve Rogers, Natasha Romanoff. Um, I'm trying to think people who survived the snap from Civil War. Um. I think just Steve and Black Widow were the only ones who survived that were on Team Cap. But, yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm trying to think of who's on Team Cap. I think those were the only ones know. that survived. But And then Sharon was also sort of on that. But in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we find out that she they was, made out. Yeah, they made out. But we also that find out weird. that she, uh, <laughs> she was an enemy of the state. So I can, I can sort of see how... She would maybe be the villain for Captain America 4, but I kind of hope she's not. I I don't really know that many Captain America villains, so I don't I don't know which direction they're going to go with this. But nonetheless, yeah. I'm excited because Regardless. Sam Wilson was amazing. And I really hope also that they have the Winter Soldier, or the White Wolf, Sebastian Stan in Captain oh, America he, 4. They should start calling him the White Wolf. Yeah, I, I want to start seeing them more calling the White Yeah. I, but, I think the ending credits should have been Captain America and the White Wolf. That would have been cool. But yeah, where does the White Wolf come from? Where does that name come from? I honestly don't know. I just know in the movies that that's what the Wakandans called him. So because I think it was uh, at the end he's of Black Panther. Yeah. He's a white guy and he's kind of like a wolf. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, He had long hair when they started calling him that. So I don't know. But he did look like a wolf. He kind of did. But either way, I just hope that Captain America 4 has both Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie, just because those two are great together on screen and they have such a great chemistry. Perfect. Perfect but, chemistry. Just so like us. Can, we have perfect chemistry. Yeah, we just have great chemistry. We always just talk like you over like each it other. when I whisper into the microphone. Hey guys, welcome to the Legionnaire Podcast. Oh Will's getting God. really mad. I'm watching him. This frustrates me so much. So it's going to be, we're going to whisper into the microphone the rest of the podcast. So I hope you guys are ready for Smooth Jazz with Callahan and Will. And up next, Will's going to be talking about his What If Story of the Lifetime. So, after that horrible transition. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you have no idea how how much I'm molding right now. (laughs) But... So I'm curious, do you know what movie was supposed to come out 10 years ago yesterday? Not looking at the show notes. I had no clue. (laughs) So now you know, though, looking at the show notes, what movie was supposed to come out 10 years ago yesterday? Yes. Yes, I do. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4 supposed to come out 10 years ago yesterday. And for me and my roommate, that's one of the biggest what if movies of all time, just because of where the Spider-Man Sam Raimi trilogy ended, I know you could care less about this. I could care because, less <laughs> because you're not the biggest fan of Toby. I'm also not the biggest fan of Toby. I don't think he's the best live action Spider-Man, but that's not to discredit their films because the first two Spider-Man movies were 
really good and Willem Dafoe's Willem Dafoe was my favorite in Spider-Man 1 and in Spider-Man 2 I think Toby was more the standout but the story in Spider-Man 2 was just so god tiered where I Dude, can't look down on it. You are missing. You I can't believe you haven't even talked about him yet. The greatest acting cameo oh, in movie history in Spider-Man 2. Yep. Oh Joey Coco Diaz. Joey Coco Diaz. You want to get to him? You got to go through me. <laughs> I forget. He was in Spider. I keep forgetting he was in Spider-Man too. So I get there on a Friday night, Joe Rogan. <laughs> but so Spider-Man 4 is supposed to come out 10 years ago yesterday. Sam Raimi has said that he thinks about this movie every day. And the movie has gone through four rewrites before it was canceled, which is sort of similar to how Spider-Man 3 went as well. Sony wanted him to include Venom in the movie, which he did not want to have Venom in the movie at all, which is also similar to how the Snyder Cut and Joss Whedon's Justice League played out just because of uh, studios getting involved and meddling with it. And it ultimately, ultimately leads to a movie being very bad. So I'm not surprised that it got canceled just because of how how studios interference with the movie can sort of ruin a director's creative mm-hmm. vision for a movie, which is frustrating just because I feel like Spider-Man four would have been very, very good along with Spider-Man three. If Sony had just given the directors their true creative vision, but they got fairly yeah. far into, I mean, I feel like that's the case. I said, I feel like that's the case with like most like a lot of like movies like nowadays like there's a lot of studio meddling that goes into like the Snyder Cut's a perfect example like Zack Snyder whether you love him or hate him he's he had a vision and the studio thought they knew better and yeah they didn't know better so it's it's frustrating when studios try and meddle with the directors and what they're trying to do with the movie but they got fairly far into pre-production as well with their main villains that they had cast they cast uh john malkovich to play the vulture and i believe anne hathaway was also cast to play black cat and felicia hardy i'm not certain though because Who's the rooms black are... cat is that like the Catwoman of yeah the mcu of the marvel okay. universe so uh, how about that she ended up playing Catwoman in dark knight rises I know, which is comical. I always think, though, when I hear John Malkovich, I just think of him in Transformers 3, where he was all goofy, and I don't understand what his character was in Transformers 3 at all. Excuse me, does she have a yellow cup on the red floor? Can someone deal with that? <laughs> yeah, I... I, John I Malkovich don't understand is that. so good when John Malkovich is like aware of who he like when he is like playing a character that is aware of who John Malkovich is and like he is John Malkovich up to 11 I think it's so funny yeah it it was something else I I think he's a goofy guy but there was also a lot of leaked concept art for the film and they were supposed to have Mysterio in the movie as I said, they're also supposed to have Vulture in the movie, and they're also supposed to have Black Cat in the movie. But that just sounds like Spider-Man Three all over again. That's just that's all I'm hearing right now. This just sounds like we're did too many villains in one spot. It's just I don't know. I think it would have been really good. I don't know exactly where the movie was going to pick up, but I just think that Sam Raimi going through the four rewrites of the script just sort of soured him on making spider-man 4 because he said that he didn't want to make the movie if it wasn't great and it seemed as if those scripts weren't great so 
to me, it's one of the biggest what if superhero movies of all time, but there's been a lot of movement lately for getting Spider-Man four made. Who knows after Spider-Man, maybe Spider-Man no way home. I think maybe that'll sort of boost. It could honestly, because isn't Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are rumored to be in that, right? Well, and the guy who plays Doc Ock, he he said, he's like, yeah, I'm in the movie," and everybody's like, uh, "I don't think you're yeah. supposed to say that." <laughs> he kind of he kind of ruined it by saying that his story in Spider-Man: No Way Home picks up immediately after his story ends in Spider-Man Two. So it's like, thanks for what? thanks for ruining that. <laughs> so but, he's like not dead; he's like drowning, but he's not dead. So he's yeah. So he's a good guy. I, I, I feel know. like it'd be weird if they made him a bad guy. My theory right now is that he goes into that black hole wormhole thing that he was making in Spider-Man 2 and he ends up in the MCU. But that's just my theory right now. Who knows? We'll talk about that again at a later date. But Spider-Man 4, one of the biggest what-if movies for me. I don't know if I have a biggest what-if superhero movie. I think the only what-if, big what-if movie I have right now is Star Trek 4. The one that was supposed to come out when they were supposed to go back in time. We were supposed to see Chris Hemsworth as um who who's uh kirk's dad what's kirk's dad's name i don't remember now yeah so that was really excited i mean i'm an i'm an i'm a nerd i like star trek is oh star trek star wars i mean well, we both are not like saying you aren't but like you and i oh. were we st- we quote star trek movies like every other day to each other <laughs> what the hell is this <laughs> nobody else can understand that is very specific but like yeah there's many many other star trek we've watched wrath of khan so many times we have i i know that movie all too well i haven't seen it in a long time though but because there's a there's a period what it was like i must have been like a junior in high school and you were a sophomore you're like i think i watched it like you're like you told me at the end and you're like i think i've watched that movie like five times this year yeah, I've I've seen it way too much, and I I'm not proud to say that at all. Because Why? it's a great movie. Uh, Ricardo Montalban. The more dude, I if it, I were to be any man in history, I think Ricardo Montalban is like a top five contender on that list. That man is, oh, he's all man. <laughs> Ricardo guess, Montalban. Well, there's only one of us that thinks that. And that's you don't not think me. Ricardo Montalban's a cool dude? He's cool, but I wouldn't want to be him. He is gorgeous. Oh my god! And I'm, he's, he's got color, and he's not super pale and pasty like me. And he's cool, and he's suave. He's everything I'm not. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so well, that's not, so, and so now you guys all know that I want to be Ricardo Montalban in a different in a different life. I wish I was Ricardo Montalban. Yeah, I. I'm good at not being Ricardo Montalban. I think you're missing out, but whatever. <laughs> On that note, that's all we have for today. Second episode of the Legionnaire podcast. We're getting better. Getting better at this. I just want to thank everyone for listening. Once again, I, I was yeah, very impressed by the numbers. Everywhere. Yeah, we had listeners from all over the states. So I just want to say thank you. It means a lot. Yeah. We we're both we were both very surprised to see yeah. people that are listening to it. Forty seven so, listeners as I of think yesterday. We're up to we're 55 like, oh, right gonna... now. Oh, I yeah. I actually plugged this podcast on a submission of one of my final projects to one of my professors. I was like, Hey, thanks for a good semester. No, no, no. I don't know if you need any new podcast recommendations, but my brother and I started one and I submitted it and he's like 
Thank you for the kind words. I hope your podcast is a great success. I'm like, okay, well, maybe he didn't listen to it, but whatever. <laughs> maybe but, he did. Well, who knows? Thank you. Shout out. Shout out. But once again, thank you everyone for listening to the podcast. We hope you come back and listen to us next week for our new topics. We are Legion. <laughs> oh God, that's so bad. <laughs> yeah, you need to stop doing that. No, we're going to do it every time. All right. Adios, fellas. Adios.